What is up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Official Visit, the podcast about college baseball recruiting by players for players. And once again, I want to give a huge shout out to our sponsor, Chin Music, because honestly, we're all tired of all the bats looking the same these days. And we love Chin Music because they offer fully customizable bat knob decals that let you spice up the look of the bat rack. Chin Music's designs and decals are high quality and resistant to anything you throw at it, from dirt to sunflower seeds, even to the post-game Gatorade shower. And Chin Music is hooking up our listeners with 20% off your next order by using the code OFFICIAL. Go shop their pre-made designs or even create your own at www.chinmusic.store. That's www.chinmusic.store. Chin Music, your bat, your story. Guys, today's episode features Nick Gonzalez, who was the seventh overall pick to the Pittsburgh Pirates in the 2020 Major League Baseball Draft. Nick went to New Mexico State University and was the 2020 National Player of the Year and a 2019 unanimous All-American where he hit 543 as a senior. And we basically get into this episode and talk with Nick about how colleges might have missed on him and why he isn't super in love with the showcase style of recruiting. So we hope you guys enjoy this episode. Please leave us a review or subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. And check us out on all of our social medias, on Instagram, on Twitter, and keep keep sharing the podcast, guys. We're growing, we're growing a lot, and we really, really appreciate it. So let's go. So let's well, let's start at the beginning. Here. You're you're in high school. You grew up in Tucson, Arizona. You know how'd you end up at New Mexico State? Yeah, for me, um, New Mexico State was the only school. Uh, close to home that kind of had any interest in me playing for them because, you know, I had some offers from some bigger schools or uh, nothing crazy. The Naval Academy was probably the uh, the best uh, school to offer me anything. And obviously that's in Annapolis, Maryland. It's pretty far from home. My brother had gone to school there and played football. So for me, that, that that's why I ended up at New Mexico State, and it was because they were the only school that had any interest in me playing for them. And uh, I, it was a, a walk-on spot. I had no um, athletic scholarship uh, to play there. So, you know, pretty much had to, you know, um, my parents had to help me out. That's that's bottom line. That's it. My parents had to help me out uh, that first year, and, and uh, my they had no problem doing that. They, they kind of told me, hey, um, you know, we're going to help you out because we believe that you'll, you know, you'll make a name for yourself and you'll earn a scholarship that next year, which, you know, fortunately I was able to do. And so, you know, pretty much the reason I was there, was just, you know, that's mm-hmm. the closest place to home that my parents could drive. And was that just play. like a big thing Every you were looking weekend. for in a school? I mean, like, was there like a checklist that you had, like going into the recruiting process of, you know, like I want this in a school, I want this, like, was it location just one of the biggest things for you? Yeah, definitely location. <laughs> obviously, if, you know, an SEC type school or, you know, they had obviously that would be something that I would really want to do. But for me, it was location. Uh, obviously, growing up in Tucson, Arizona, I wanted to be a Wildcat, um, you know, growing up, going to their games, everything. Uh, definitely wanted to be a Wildcat, but that didn't work out um, as planned. So, you know, that was the next best thing was 
you know, just go three and a half hours down mm-hmm. the road on I-10. And, we had uh, we had uh, Jake Angle on the podcast a couple months back, um, and he talked about how Tucson, like, it's in Arizona, but it isn't necessarily, like, a hotbed of baseball. And he thought, like, honestly, that a big reason, you know, for his – I mean, obviously, Dixie's – he loves Dixie. It's a great spot for him. But, I mean, he's a really talented player. Um, do you think Tucson had anything to do with, you know, you ending up at, at – New Mexico state and not necessarily like a bigger school. Like is, do you think that there's this kind of perception of, you know, maybe the talent out of Tucson isn't as good as, as other places. Yeah. I think that could definitely go into it, but at the same time, it was like, you know, I was at all the tournaments. I was at all the, the stuff like that where people definitely saw me and um, you know, obviously talent level uh, and competition level is something that, is heavily weighed when, when you go into scouting and college scouting, especially. Um, so you kind of project, see what they can do at the next level. And for me, I think in our league in Tucson, it isn't the best, but it's not the worst at all. It's, it's pretty decent baseball. So I think, um, I think it does have a little bit to do with it. You know, definitely Phoenix is a hotbed. Uh, it's kind of, and especially where I'm east of Tucson, I'm about 20 minutes east of Tucson. So I'm in a very small area. So it's like, you know, college scouts riding mm-hmm. in a mm-hmm. drive over here to watch me play or anything like that there's there's phoenix which is you know they can fly into phoenix and watch hundreds of teams you know tons of colleges or high schools and they can you know see hundreds of players that are really really good so i think you know i think definitely you know being here in tucson is tough but at the same time there's been some great players out of tucson uh, in the past 10 years, 20 years, all throughout history. Yeah, you mentioned like you went to the big tournaments. Were you just mainly on like a tournament, like a scout ball team? Or, I mean, did you do the showcase circuit at all? Um, so I did. I played for mm-hmm. the Yankee scout team and not the Southern California one. There's one in, in uh, Southern Arizona that, you know, some kids from Texas, some kids from New Mexico, Arizona mostly play on. And I played on that. We played in some big tournaments. I tried out for area code. I did not make area codes. I tried out for was it USA, all that stuff. I did get to go to North Carolina, mm-hmm. but I didn't make that. I don't know. It's like NTIS, and then there's something after it. I didn't make that after. And then area code, uh, yeah, I didn't make that. Uh, junior Sunbelt didn't make that. Um, so, like, I tried out mm-hmm. for pretty much everything. And I was at a lot of showcases. And it's just like, that just... For me, I, I, I'm not a big fan of showcases because I'm not mm-hmm. this player that's six six foot with tremendous power. That it, You know, that's just not – I'm not a showcase player, and I think that I feel bad for the kids that have to go and, you know, get – you know, showcase their talents. All the yeah, I think that's one of the biggest things from this podcast is just like talking to so many players of – there are some guys who do well in the showcase – area you know like for me personally like being a catcher like a pop time was was one of my strong suits you know so like showcases play to my strengths but you you know you talk about any undersized guys like when you go to a showcase i mean you and i are pretty like smaller guys but we don't wow anyone immediately and you know i i feel i agree with you i feel bad for people who think that showcases are you know are kind of the only way to to get recruited um but i know in the first question you also mentioned 
you know, this idea that you weren't on scholarship. Um, I mean, how much did you talk to your parents about like financially, like going into, into college, like how this was going to work with your family? I mean, you said your brother played at the, at the Naval Academy and that's essentially that, that is free. Um, How much of a conversation was that with your parents? Yeah, it, it actually wasn't that big of a conversation. They're the ones who told me, you know, like, you know, you do what you want to do and and we're going to be here to support you. And that was huge for me because, you know, then I wasn't worried about burdening my family by going to a school, you know, that was going to cost a little bit of money or anything like that because they had faith in me and, and they trusted it that, you know, this was kind of just something that happened and we had to get get through. You know, I didn't get a scholarship to the place I wanted. So we're just going to have to push through this one year and, and make it happen. And, um, you know, that just goes to show, you know, how much faith my parents had in me and how much faith I have in my parents um, and how awesome they are and how awesome they were throughout the whole process to, to support me um, throughout that whole way, even though I had, you know, the Naval Academy, which was it's the Naval Academy. I mean, that's that's legit right there. And, um, you know, they they trusted me. And I trusted them, and obviously Absolutely. it worked out, fortunately. Gonzo, do you believe in the idea that, like, if you're good enough, someone's going to find you, or, like, they'll eventually find you? I mean, like, I look at your story, and it's just, like, not to, you know, not that New Mexico State's a bad school or anything, like, but, like, how did how did you end up at New Mexico State? It still blows my mind, even talking to you through instructs and all this stuff, but, you know, do you think that there's this idea that high schoolers aren't working enough on their own player development and just trying to showcase themselves too much. Yes, 100%. It's actually, I'm glad we had this today, this discussion, because I just came, I was helping out in Phoenix um, for an old coach of mine and he does uh, scouting, Mm -hmm. um, you know, one of those scouting agency type things that helps kids uh, get recruited. Great stuff. Great stuff. I, I, I love, you know, if, if kids want to play college baseball, you know, obviously getting them in, in the right eyes is huge and crucial. But at the same time, I'm like, mm-hmm. these kids need to be playing baseball just to play. And, the, and um, I grew up through it and I saw it and everything. I think, you know, there's a certain time and place to get recruited and worrying about evaluation, what your 60 time is, what um, – you know, whatever, whatever it may be. And I think there's a time and place for that. But I think in a young developing player, just worry about your developing, developing your skills, working on being polished, polished infielder, polished everything at the play, working, work on being a good teammate. And that's for me, that was huge. That's what I saw today. I saw, you know, young kids, 12, 13, 14 years old, you know, <laughs> taking ground balls and pro hopping, throwing it across the diamond. It's like, you know, where I know, I know you want to see the arm strength and everything like that, but it's still a game of baseball. And I think, and to hit on kind of what you said earlier, you know, if you're a good player, they're going to find you. I 100% believe in that 100% because that's how it was for me. I played in, you know, obviously I played at New Mexico state and then freshman summer, uh, played in the Ohio Valley League, which is probably no one's ever heard of it. It's a very small league in uh, Indiana. And then I got to go to the Cape Cod. Uh, and, and so 
definitely people will find you. People will see you. You know, you make a name for yourself, and I think that's good. And I think um, that's that's something that you know, looking back, I wish I could have focused more on in high school is just playing the game and developing my skills rather than you know worrying about who's in the stands watching me, worried about stuff like that. Because I was just about to ask that. I was, I mean, I was going to ask like, you know, where did you see? did you see that balance between yourself in, in high school of worrying about player development versus worrying about where you're going to get recruited? But I mean, Gonzo was, were your eyes always set on pro ball? You know, you, you commit to New Mexico state, you're walking on was pro ball always in your mind. Yeah, it, it was, you know, I always, I've always wanted to play in the big leagues since I was probably four or five years old. It was like my biggest dream, but I had never like known, the steps, what it takes, mm-hmm. how the draft works, anything like that. I just kind of figured, you know, I'm good. I'm good. I'll continue to get better, and then I'll get drafted. That's pretty mm-hmm. much was my mindset pretty much my whole life. Until this day, that's just pretty much how I've been. You know, I just get better every day, and, you know, good things will happen. It'll work out for you. And, and you know, for me, that's the way I looked at it, and that's the way I went about it. In high school, I think I got away from it a little bit because – I was so worried about, mm-hmm. um, you know, kids my age are committing, kids younger than me are committing, but that none of that matters because I think in your own journey, your own path, absolutely, is going to be different than everybody else's. You know, I had friends who were committing to University of Arizona, mm-hmm. and I hadn't had anything. And I was like, this is that's that's my school that I want to go to. And whether you think you're better than them or you know you're better than them, that player, it doesn't matter at the end of the day because, you know, working on your development is the only thing that matters. And that's when I got to college. I, you know, after mm-hmm. freshman year, got to relax a little bit. Like, you know, I have a spot, not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. I think that's when I really started to just work on my development. And not worrying about anything else. And it's every single day too, right? I mean, like, I mean, you know, I think some people can go absolutely overboard and, and, you know, like go 110% on a day and then they're too tired to go at the end of the week. But I mean, the consistency, like, do you think that was a huge part of, of, you know, your development as well? Yeah, it was. Consistency. That's a great, great word for it. Um, You know, I, I was pretty driven, still am pretty driven, um, and focused you know it's like you i just don't shy away from that path you know you get away from it from a little bit but you know how to find yourself right back onto it and i think that's kind of how it was for me um you know still is to this day uh, and i think that's what helped me so much in college because i wasn't the best player mm-hmm. freshman year when i first stepped on the campus i was i was talented for sure and i had the skills and the tools but i wasn't the best player on on the campus and then you know, I kept working and working and learning, you know, from the coaches, learning from the players. And, and that's kind of, you know, when other people were doing other stuff, I was still focusing and and staying that path. So I think that's what really, really helped me. Gonzo, that, did you ever think college. about you have a good freshman year? I mean, did you ever think about transferring and you're just like, you know what, let's let's see what I could maybe do at Arkansas. Like, let's see how I do against, you know teams in the SEC was that ever in your mind that was the only time that had ever been in my mind was uh, after our, our head coach and actually our whole staff after my sophomore season I was in the Cape Cod mm-hmm. playing and they had 
got the job at Washington State. So they had gotten that. Uh, and so we were getting a whole new staff, and it was going to be my junior year. But I was under the impression that you could leave mm-hmm. uh, after your head coach leaves or something you in without any punishment. But I guess there was, like, some paperwork or some rules or something that had to happen. I didn't even fill it. I didn't do anything. I was just like, you know, maybe it's an option. But then at the end of the day, I was like, you know what, no, like, I – started my career here I want to finish it I don't want to leave you know and so I didn't I didn't end up even looking at a school to go to or anything like that it was just a thought in my head but that's the only time I ever thought like maybe I want to go do this <laughs> and and honestly it's fun to hit at our park so I was cool with staying another year. Gonzo you're the you're a 2019 unanimous all-american 2020 national player of the year I mean at what point were you just like yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be a first rounder. At what point were you just like it's it's there the opportunity? I'm gonna keep working. I'm gonna take it. Yeah, probably. Uh, when was the draft? <laughs> June tenth. Probably June tenth is when I was like, okay, yeah, now I'm a first rounder. <laughs> it was so it's just so strange for me. It was very strange uh, because you know people would say these things, but I've been hearing this stuff my whole life, so I just had mm-hmm. never believed. I would never believe it until it came true because my whole life playing high school, like, they're like, oh, you're going to get offered. It's like, they'll come, they'll come. Don't worry, they'll come. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm, you know, I'm getting to my junior season or my senior season or whatever, I'm still waiting. So I was like, you know, I'm not going to be for sure until it happens. And and so, yeah, June 10th, yeah. whenever Pirates called my name, was like, all right, sweet. I mean, what was the motion on that day like? just finally it coming all to fruition. Like you think about, you know, like wasn't highly recruited walk on type guy. Like was it pretty emotional for you and your family? Uh, for the most part. Yeah, it was definitely exciting. It was super exciting. Um, and for me, it was like a load off my shoulders because four months of no baseball from mm-hmm. March to, or whenever the season got canceled to the draft, felt like forever it took so it took so long and my family they they went to every single game throughout my whole college career uh and then my brother they went to every single game out of his whole college career no matter where it was so it was hard for the whole family because we're just like Mm -hmm. what do we do we have nothing to do and so once we you know saw that it was like okay this is what's next it was good you know we had something to look forward to uh, and we weren't thinking, oh, it's going to be this team, it's going to be this team, or this team. You're just, like, mm-hmm. super blessed and excited that it's, you know, we have our team, we know where we're going, we know where we're, you know, looking forward to and everything like that. So it was excitement out of everybody. And for me, it was more like, okay, I know Absolutely. my team, now let's go. Gonzo, what advice would you give to – uh to high schoolers going through the recruiting process now. I mean, you talked a lot about, I mean, I think you're a perfect example of, you know, that being a big commit or being like on scholarship, if you want to play pro bowl, that's not necessarily the end all be all. Like there's so much room to grow in your three to four years in college to get to where you want to be. Um, But what advice would you give to high schoolers going through the process now? Yeah, I would tell them play the game for the right reasons work hard and I think you'll it'll work out for you and and like I had said earlier is every player has a different path 
And, and you know, it sounds pretty cliche, but it's so true. It's just so true because, you know, had, had I, and you just never know, had I gotten a scholarship to somewhere else and gone play there, you know, things that could, could have been totally different. And at the end of the day, uh, being a big commit at a big school versus a player that's on that same team or a player that's in that same conference or even just Division One baseball in general, you're still putting those cleats on. You're still going in the batter's box. You're still facing them, doing everything the same thing. Just because they're a big commit or anything doesn't change the game. So I think, you know, focusing on playing the game, developing your skills, and, and also I would say playing where you're wanted, like committing where you're wanted, um, and, you know, researching the coaches, liking, you know, how they do their business, because you see it every year. I mean, in any sport, someone commits to a big school and doesn't like the coach or whatever happens, and they end up transferring, and it's just kind of it's a mess, and you don't want that. You you know, it's hard. Nowadays, it's kind of hard. You don't see a guy go through the same school all three years, four years, or whatever. And nowadays, it's a little different. So I think it's that's important to make sure, you know, you're at a school where you're wanted, you're at a school where you're fit, at a school where they're going to need you, where you're going to get – development everything like that and that that's what's most important because at the end of the day everyone wants to play pro baseball and you know you're not going to play pro baseball if you're not playing mm-hmm. the first few years of your college career. absolutely i absolutely love it i mean that's something we always talk about like i i just look at my journey i'm like if i didn't play as a freshman and fail as a freshman if i didn't play as a sophomore and and you know get that that experience from those first two years like i wouldn't be where i am today so I love that. Um, exactly. Gonzo, exactly. Yeah. I appreciate you taking the time. Like it's, it, it's been awesome. A lot of, a lot of great pieces in this. So thank you again. Yep. No problem, bro.